Bible says that we shall be satisfied with the goodness of his house. We want to just thank God for the word he's about to release even into our spirits. We want to thank the Lord for the strength he's about to even impact into our spirits. We just want to thank him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We want to ask the Lord to purge us of every sin and every iniquity. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and he is just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every unrighteousness. Can we just ask the Lord to purge us tonight? We want to ask him to forgive us even the things that we have done unknowingly. I'm going to ask that the Lord will purge us. He who knows all things, he who sees all things, he knows who we are. He knows the things that we have done. He knows the places that we've been. We want to just ask God to forgive you tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. Purge us tonight. Cleanse us from every unrighteousness, from every iniquity. Lord, empty us of sin, of pride, the haughtiness of our hearts. And may our praises, may our worship tonight, Lord, be acceptable in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, O Lord. That our prayer, that our worship, that everything we do here will ascend before you, Lord, as a sweet-smelling fragrance in the name of Jesus. Thank you that you will never cast us away. Thank you for the forgiveness. Thank you for your blood that was shed for the remission of our sins. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We commit this gathering finally. We want to ask that the Lord will have his way. Just pray for yourself. Pray for the entire assembly. We want to ask that the Lord will visit us. That the Lord will speak to us. That the Lord will minister even into our hearts. In the name of Jesus. We want to pray that we will not live here the same. We want to pray that his word would come to transform, would come to renew our minds in the name of Jesus. Pray that the, as the word comes, it will release a hunger, it will release a test for his righteousness. The Bible says that blessed are they that test and hunger after his righteousness. I want to pray that as the word comes forth, a desire for the word, a desire for the things of God, will even be released into our spirits tonight in the name of Jesus. That will not leave this. That will receive strength. will receive an inner conviction. will receive an inner witness. will receive strength to do that we cannot, that which we are unable to do. Even as we receive the word, strength will be imparted into us to begin to do that which the Lord wants us to do. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. 
in the name of Jesus. Have your way in our midst. Have your way in this place. May we receive strength. May your word come to transform and to deliver us tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for tonight, for bringing us into his presence. Amen. We are together again. Oh, just praising the Lord. Oh, we are together again. Where do I go? going to happen something good is in store we are together again just praising the Lord we are together again we are together again oh just praising the Lord tonight we are together again with one accord something good is going to happen something good is in store we are together again we are together again something good is going to happen Something good is going to hold. Something good is in store. We are together again. And we've come to praise the Lord. Just praising the Lord. Something good, yeah. Something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We are together again. Just praising the Lord, just praising the Lord. Something good is going to happen. Something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We are together again. Just praising the Lord. How many of you believe that tonight something is good is going to happen? Say, something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We are together again. Just raising something good. Something, something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We are together again. Just praising the Lord. Hallelujah, Hosanna, hallelujah, Hosanna, oh hallelujah, Hosanna, hallelujah, oh, somebody lift your voice and say hallelujah, oh, hallelujah, hey, hallelujah, we lift you up, we lift Yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh. 
Jesus to the highest place. He's giving him a name. That's the Father of a name. Hallelujah. He is worthy of the praise. Sing on the name of the name of Jesus. Every knee must bow and every tongue confess. Hallelujah. Sing God is exalted. God is exalted. God is exalted. Jesus to the highest place. He's given, He's given Him a name. That's a valorant name. And every tongue come, every tongue come, that He is Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh, hallelujah. Lift your voice and sing, hallelujah, we give you praise.
glory, take all the glory, take all the glory, Jehovah. The glory. We give it all. We give it all. She takes all the glory. Jehovah. He alone deserves the glory. Hallelujah. We give it all to you. Take all the glory.
someone in the voice to him. And the honor. Hallelujah. Lord, we lift our hands in worship. As we lift your holy name, you deserve the glory. And the honor. Jesus, Lord, we Hallelujah. As we lift your holy name for you are greater. Oh, you the
Amen. Kindly take your seat. Grateful to the Lord for another time to be in His presence. On behalf of our senior pastor, and in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'd like to welcome each one of you to tonight's midweek service. Shall we take note of these announcements before we take the song ministration and the teachings for tonight? For the junior youth camp, the junior youth camp. 2016 comes up from Thursday 11th through to Saturday the 13th of August 2016. Here are the Ark Temple. The camp will be a non-residential camp starting at 8 a.m. each day and closing at 6 p.m. for Thursday and Friday. Parents are entreated to make the necessary arrangements to drop their children each morning and pick them after closing. For our strength, our prayer service, our strength will take place this Friday, 12th August 2016, and the time is 6.30 p.m. For general outreach, brethren are also reminded there will be general, general outreach on Saturday, 13th August 2016 at 3 p.m. for all outreach ministry members. All other members are also warmly welcome to join in reaching out to the lost. Funeral announcements. The final funeral arrangements of the late Madame Theodora Agbono, mother of Sister Evelyn Abohe of the reception team as follows. Burial service Saturday 13th August 2016 at KJB in the Volta region at 9 a.m. At the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, KJB, the attire is black. For registration, kindly contact Brother Daniel Corte, Sister Irene Ai, or Sister Rachel Ameni tonight. The bus departure time is at 4.30 a.m. on Saturday. For Sunday school week, the Sunday school week continues tomorrow, Thursday 11th, through to Sunday, 14th August 2016, under the theme Christ our Redemption, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Highlights of the activities include annual quiz, which is tomorrow, then our strength on Friday, and then a Thanksgiving service, and the Sunday school project geared toward evangelism. The books for study are Ruth and Deficient. Then finally, for our Sunshine Band Camp 2016, the Sunshine Band Summer Camp will take place on Friday, 19th August 2016 from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. here in the Ark Temple. Parents are required to sign the consent form and return it to the teachers on Sunday, the 14th of August. Tonight, our brother Stephen Osemenu is ministering Let's put our hands together as we give thanks unto them. Hallelujah. Amen. There's no life without Jesus. And the life of the cross is our life. Amen. Take up my cross 
daily follow you I'm not afraid to shout my love for you my Lord and straight from my heart I worship you you are the reason for life simply devoted to you oh lord i lose my life to follow you this life that i live it's not i for me to live as Christ take up my cross daily follow you I'm not ashamed to shout my love for you my Lord Straight from my heart, I worship you. You are the reason for life, and I'm simply devoted to you. Oh Lord, I lose my life to find. that 
and many blessings. God is good and all the time. Tonight I'll be sharing on Christ our redemption. Amen. And as I thought through this subject, this song, you know, just kept coming to me and I believe that we all can sing it together to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, what a Savior, hallelujah, what a friend, saving, helping, keeping, loving, he is with me to the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Hallelujah. What a friend. Saving, helping, Keeping, loving, He is with me to the end. He says, Jesus, what a friend for sinners. Jesus, lover of my soul. Friends may fail me, foes assail me. He, my Savior, makes me whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Hallelujah. What a friend, saving, helping, keeping, loving, he is with me to the end. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight. 
for another opportunity you have given us to be gathered together at your feet. Father, we give you our hearts, we give you our souls. We say that, Father, tonight speak to us. Grant us understanding. Speak, for we are listening, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we please turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1? Christ, our redemption. Ephesians chapter 1, 3 to 8. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. These scriptures we read paints a picture of what the hope of redemption is about. These scriptures point to us the plan that God had right from the beginning when he created man. When you go to the book of Genesis in the beginning, the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth. God created the plants, the seas, and so many other things. But as God continued this process of creation, he had a plan. It got to a point, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. God had prepared everything that man would need before man was created. Now, great was the relationship that God had with man, even to the extent of giving man the opportunity to name the things that he had created. So when you look at Genesis chapter 1, if we can go there very quickly. Genesis chapter 1. I'm sorry, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 19. The Bible says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air, and he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each of these living creatures, so was its name. God manifested grace. God gave man the opportunity, you know, to to give names to the things that he had created. Now, as all of these things were going on. The relationship that man had with God was cordial. It was a sweet fellowship. I believe that God would come to the garden and fellowship with man, talk to man. Great was the relationship. But one day, something happened. Suddenly, the Bible says that the serpent beguiled the woman and she disobeyed God. And then sin was clear. Now, when sin came into the picture, The Bible said that man realized that he was naked. Man was naked. Man was afraid. Man 
I mean, there was separation between God and man. That fellowship was broken. And so when God came into the garden in the cool of the day to have the usual fellowship that he would have with man, the Bible says that man hid himself from the presence of the Lord. And guess what? The Bible says that, but the Lord, hallelujah, but the Lord, in the midst of fear, in the midst of bondage, in the midst of shame, in the midst of all that sin had brought upon man. The Bible says that, but the Lord came through and he cried out, where are you? That was the beginning of God's plan of redemption. Today, God is calling on us. Where are you? Sin will separate you from God. Sin will bring confusion. Sin will bring fear. But God is still calling out, Where are you? Hallelujah. Then again, beyond that, God took the initiative to make you know, clothes, and then he, the Bible says that he clothed the man. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles again to the book of Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, and we'll read verse 12, and then we'll read 14 to 19. Romans five twelve. It says, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all men, because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin is not taken into account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin. By breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Again, the gift of God is not like the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through that one man? Hallelujah. So we see that Beyond what happened when man fell and when there was that separation, when there was that break in fellowship, God took the initiative to bridge that gap between man and God. Amen. And so we say that what is redemption? What is redemption? Simply put, we say that redemption is God taking the initiative, you know, out of love to help man out of his situation. Usually the one that is being redeemed is helpless. That is why he or she needs a redeemer. And indeed, that was our state. That was our state. We were hopeless. We were helpless. But God decided to take the initiative and to take us out of that bondage of sin. Hallelujah. 
Now, it's important to also mention the fact that the work of redemption was one of suffering. It was one of pain. It was one of rejection. And it was one of sorrow. And it was Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, who decided to take that step, to go through the pain, to, to go through the shame, to go through the sorrow that you and I would receive our salvation. Amen. We want to look quickly at Isaiah chapter 53. We want to just have a picture of what Christ went through. And with that picture in mind, that will help us to appreciate the value of this redemption that we have received from God. Amen. Now, Isaiah 53, verses 5 to 8. It says that, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. The Son of God decided to go through all of this because of what laid ahead. When you look at verse 10, the Bible says that yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Hallelujah. So Christ went through pain. Christ was oppressed. Christ was crushed so that you and I might be saved. So that you and I would not remain in that bondage of sin. So that you and I would enjoy eternal life. Hallelujah. In the book of Peter, 1 Peter chapter 18, chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. The Bible says that we should bear in mind the fact that we were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but we were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish or without spot. This brings to mind the fact that the, the price that Christ has had to pay was a costly one. Hallelujah. And for that matter, you and I cannot take that price for granted. So we would ask, is redemption beneficial? Is redemption beneficial? And to whom is redemption beneficial? Hallelujah. Yes, redemption is beneficial because in the book of Ephesians, if we can please turn there again, chapter 1, verse 7, the Bible says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So one of the key benefits of redemption is the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4.32b, he says that even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you, it is a privilege to be forgiven. Hallelujah. It is a privilege. The psalmist said, 
Blessed is the man whose sin is forgiven. Blessed is the man whose sin is covered. So we gain forgiveness of sins through the redemptive work of Christ. Hallelujah. Now we are also forgiven not because we deserve it, but because of the price that Christ paid. Hallelujah. Now through forgiveness, we also gain peace with God. Hallelujah. Peace with God. Romans 5.1. It says that therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Even as sin brought separation, even as sin, you know, disrupted the relationship, or even as sin today disrupts our relationship with God, through the redemptive work of Christ, you and I have peace with God. And so the Bible says that let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Redemption has also paved the way for you and I to be adopted as sons of God. What a privilege it is to be a child of God. Hallelujah. It is a great privilege. Amen. Let's look at Galatians chapter 4. And we'll look at 4 to 7. Galatians 4, 4 to 7. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Verse 7. He says that so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has also made you an heir. Hallelujah. We are sons of God. Hallelujah. So Paul said that now are we the sons of God. And as a result of that, it does not yet appear what we shall be. It is a privilege to be a son of God. Amen. Finally, through the redemptive work of Christ, we also receive grace as Christ has apportioned to us. And we have not just received this grace in vain, but this grace is to enable us or to prepare us even for works of service. So if you look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, the Bible says, But to each one of us, grace has be been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. Verse 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Hallelujah. And it says, until we all reach the unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, even to a perfect man. Hallelujah. Redemption is beneficial. Hallelujah. Now, knowing that redemption is beneficial and having a picture of the price that Christ had to pay, what 
can you and I do to respond to this great work that Christ did? Number one, you and I need to accept the work of redemption and embrace it in its totality. Hallelujah. Can we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. Everything that happened to Christ, or the work that Christ actually came to perform on this earth, was in line with God's plan. As we saw in the beginning, God did not turn his back on man when man sinned. God could have chosen to walk away from man. God could have chosen to end the human race, but he took the initiative. And he did all of this because of love. Hallelujah. We also need to embrace the fact that we were liberated or we were set free, not with silver and gold, but with the precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We also need to live like one who has been redeemed. It is said that let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We need to live like one who is redeemed. Let's just look at a quick scripture in Ephesians chapter 4. What is the life that is expected of the one that is redeemed? Ephesians 4, 1 to 3. He says that as a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Hallelujah. We need to live with that consciousness that we are the redeemed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. He says that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You and I have been set free from sin. And so we should no longer live or be servants of sin. Let us rise above the bondage because Christ has already set us free from that bondage and live like one who is redeemed. Amen. Finally, I would say that you and I need to live with the expectation that our redemption will be complete when Christ is revealed. Hallelujah. How many of us are looking forward to this complete redemption? Hallelujah. We shall be changed. We shall not be like this. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Verse 49, 1 Corinthians 15, 49. It says that, And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. 
What a blessedness. Redemption is truly beneficial. May we rise and have this expectation in our hearts that we have been bought with a prize. And that prize is the precious blood of the Son of God. May we live with the consciousness that we are no longer slaves, but we are sons of God. Hallelujah. May we live with the consciousness that because of Christ, you and I can come boldly before God. We can talk to God. We can call him Abba Father. Hallelujah. Can we rise and live with the consciousness of the fact that he has given us the deposit of his spirit. Hallelujah. That is a seal even for our day of redemption. Peace and many blessings. Peace and many blessings. We shall continue from where my sister left off. Shall we pray? Our Lord and our Master Jesus, we pray unto you this evening. We pray that the entrance of your word will bring light. May your word cause us to do that which you expect us to do. May we not just be hearers of your word, but Father, may we be doers of your word. May we mix your word with faith that it shall profit us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We are still looking at Christ, our redemption. Hallelujah. And we shall be looking at it from two main perspectives. The Old Testament witness of Christ. The New Testament witness of Christ. And we shall look at redemption as it was and pertained during the Old Testament times and what it connotes in the New Testament, as well as applying it to our lives. Hallelujah. Now, Christ, the Greek word which translated to mean Christ means the anointed. And it is rendered as the Messiah, the official title of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this Messiah title occurs in the scripture 104 times. And in the New Testament, it connotes that he was anointed and consecrated to his great redemptive work as prophet, priest, and king. Of his people. He is Jesus Christ. Jesus the Christ. Shall we turn our Bibles to Acts chapter 17, verse 3? Acts chapter 17, verse 3. Explaining and providing that Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you. Is the Christ, he said. Hallelujah. Now, the Old Testament is replete with prophecies about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so we shall look at the Messiah as Isaiah described him in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. 
Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1. Says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Hallelujah. That is Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah who has been sent specially prepared by God to come and to rescue the world. Hallelujah. And Daniel, in the book of Daniel chapter 9, verse 24 to 26, styles him as Messiah the Prince. Daniel refers to him as Messiah the Prince, who is the Christ. Hallelujah. We shall be skipping over some of the scriptures. So you take note of them, then you read them later. Messiah the Prince is how Daniel, in the book of Daniel chapter 9, verse 24 to 26, styles him. And the Messiah is the same person as the seed of the woman. Messiah we are talking about is the same person as the seed of the woman. As in Genesis chapter 3, verses 15. That was where God told first about the gospel of salvation. The prologomena. That was the first telling of the gospel. God himself made provision after the fall of man for the salvation of man. And the seed God promised is Christ. Hallelujah. Who is the Messiah. And when we look at the seed of Abraham is the same as the Messiah. God referred to when he promised Abraham that in thy seed shall all the world, the nations of the world be saved. That is Jesus Christ God was talking about. The seed of Abraham is the same as the Messiah, our Christ. Hallelujah. So we refer to Genesis chapter 22 verse 18. When we read it from the Amplified Version, the Amplified Version, it says, And in your seed, that is Christ, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, and by him bless themselves, because you have heard and obeyed my voice. Hallelujah. So the seed through whom God was to bless the entire world was Christ the Messiah. Hallelujah. The prophet Moses also prophesied that God was to raise a prophet like unto himself, who shall be, and he was telling the people of Israel that they shall hearken unto his voice. It is unto him that they shall listen. And when we refer, we can find that in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 15. Moses told the people that God shall raise a prophet like unto him. And the prophet Moses was prophesying about is Christ the Messiah. Hallelujah. He is also the priest after the order of Melchizedek, whom David through the Holy Spirit prophesied about in Psalm number 110 verse 4. He is Jesus Christ, who is to be ordained, who is to be a priest unto God, a high priest unto God, after the order of Melchizedek. And Paul also emphasized that order in the book of Hebrews, when he was talking about, Thou art a priest forever unto me, after the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. And this priesthood, Bible says that it has no beginning and it has no end. Hallelujah. So this is Jesus Christ, the anointed Son of God, 
who was specifically prepared to come as the Messiah of the world. Hallelujah. And he is also referred to as the rod out of the stem of Jesse. The rod out of the stem of Jesse. And we can find that in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 10. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 10. And then he is referred to as Emmanuel, the virgin son. He was prophesied about as Emmanuel, the virgin son. And we can find that in Isaiah chapter 7, verses 14. This is Jesus Christ who was specifically prepared to save the world. He is also the branch of Jehovah. He is also the branch of Jehovah. And we can find that in Isaiah chapter 4, verse 2. And the messenger of the covenant. He is the messenger of the covenant. The messenger of the covenant referred to in Malachi chapter 3, verses 1. This is him of whom Moses and the law of prophets, the law Moses spoke about in the law, and the prophets also prophesied about him. He is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one of God, who was specifically prepared and sent to save the world from its sins. Hallelujah. Now, when we look at Jesus Christ in the New Testament, we look at the book of John chapter 1, verses 29 and 36. John chapter 1, verses 29 and 36. He said, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. Other versions refer to him, Behold the Christ. Behold the Anointed One who takes away the sins of the world. Christ is the Lamb of God who was specifically prepared to save the world from its sins. Hallelujah. And then verse 36. We take verse 36 of the same chapter. Verse 36. And looking at Jesus, he walked and he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Behold the Anointed One of God. Behold the Christ of God. Hallelujah. Who saves the world from its sins. Hallelujah. Having looked at Christ in the perspective of the Old Testament and the New Testament, God himself testified about Christ himself. After he was baptized and he was coming out of the water, God himself spoke and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Hallelujah. And he also spoke on the Mount of Transfiguration about Christ. Hallelujah. He spoke about him. And Peter also when he, Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? He, in the book of Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. He said, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon. Let's take the verse 16. Verse 16. Simon Peter said, answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is a testimony of Jesus being the anointed one, being the sent one, being the Christ who was sent specifically to save the world from its sins. Hallelujah. Now, having looked at Christ in the light of the Old Testament and in the light of the New Testament, we shall look at the word redemption. 
Redemption. Now, when we look at redemption, is kind of a legal term. And so I looked at the word redemption from Black's Law Dictionary, the, seventh, the eighth edition. And it defines it thus. It said, the act or instance of reclaiming or regaining possession by paying a specific price. The act or instance of reclaiming or regaining possession by paying a specific price in secured transactions. Hallelujah. It's talking about the act of reclaiming. Now, you can use your building or your property to secure something. You are, let's say you are taking a loan from a bank. You use your property to secure it. Now, you have the right of redemption. You have the right of redemption by law and by equity. So, the act of going to pay that specific price in order to redeem your property is what we call, or to take back, to take possession of your property, is what is referred to as redemption. Now, in the Old Testament, the word redemption is generally used to refer to objects and properties and um, possessions. Hallelujah. That's how it is used. So when we read the book of Leviticus chapter 25, the whole of Leviticus chapter 25, we'll see series of examples of the orders God gave as to the right of redemption. Your right to redeem a slave, your right to redeem a land, your right to redeem any property of yours. Hallelujah. And also when we read the book of Ruth, Chapter 4, we will see the kinsman's redeemer. Hallelujah. The right of redemption is also there. Hallelujah. But when we come into the New Testament, the New Testament's perception of redemption is looked at as the purchase back of something that has been lost by the payment of a ransom. Hallelujah. The purchase back of something that has been lost by reason of paying a ransom. And the Greek word so re- rendered is called apolutrosis. Hallelujah. Apolutrosis. And the word, the word occurs nine times in scripture. And it carries the idea of a ransom. Hallelujah. It carries the idea of a ransom. When we look at the book of Matthew chapter 20. The book of Matthew chapter 20 verse 28. Matthew 20 verse 28. Just as the son of man did not come to be saved, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Hallelujah. So we are saying that the New Testament's perception of redemption is that of a ransom. Hallelujah. A ransom. And it still carries you paying the just price, the just penalty, in order to redeem something that was lost to you. Hallelujah. And so we look at Mark chapter 10, verses 45. And it's the same scripture as the one we read in the Matthew chapter 20. Now, there are... Many passages 
in the New Testament which represent Christ's sufferings. The payments that he made as a ransom to rescue human beings from the bondage of sin, the bondage of death, and all the other curses. Hallelujah. The curse of the law. Now we take a look at Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Acts 20, verse 28. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Hallelujah. We are looking at the B part. The church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Hallelujah. We are still looking at Jesus Christ, the redemption of Jesus Christ, of men. Hallelujah. He having suffered under the idea of a ransom in order to redeem us. Hallelujah. We look also at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your spirit. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Hallelujah. We were bought with a price. The full price was paid for us. It was not that our indebtedness to sin was cancelled, but the full price was paid by Jesus Christ in order to rescue us. Hallelujah. We also look at the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. It also has the same connotation of the suffering of Christ through his death. We look at 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 5 and 6. Titus chapter 2 verses 14. Hebrews 9, 9 verses 11 to 15. Let's read Hebrews chapter 9 verses 11 to 15. Hebrews chapter 9. Say, by, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands, that is not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies the purifying of the flesh... How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are talking about the suffering of Christ. He suffered and paid the full price for our redemption. Hallelujah. So the idea running through all the script read, though they are in variances, but they all connote the same thing. And it is that payment, full payment was made, hallelujah, by Christ for our redemption. Hallelujah. 
and the debt against us, which we incurred as a result of the sin in the Garden of Eden, was not just cancelled. The debt we incurred was not just cancelled. It was paid in full. Hallelujah. The debt was paid in full. Hallelujah. So Christ's life blood was the full penalty for our redemption. Hallelujah. Christ's life, life blood or his life, as Bible says in Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, that the life is in the blood. Hallelujah. The life is in the blood. Let's look at chapter 17, verse 11. It says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Hallelujah. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Hallelujah. So it is Christ's life blood that made atonement for our souls. Hallelujah. So he paid the full penalty for our sins. Now, we shall look at how this applies to our lives. Hallelujah. And I am suggesting to you, borrowing the words of Derek Prince, that this name of Jesus as the great deliverer, as a result of the work which he was to accomplish, Jesus the Christ is Jesus the great deliverer. Hallelujah. The anointed one, he is the savior of man. This name denotes that Jesus was divinely appointed. Hallelujah. His name denotes that he was divinely appointed by God. Hallelujah. And he was divinely commissioned. He was divinely commissioned. And he was accredited as the savior of men. Shall we look at Acts chapter 2 verse 22? Acts chapter 2 verse 22. The men of Israel hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. Other versions say, a man accredited of God. Hallelujah. So he is the accredited person. He is the only accredited person. No other man can do the work he did for us because his blood and his life was pure. No man born of a woman and a man can do what Jesus Christ did for us. Because he was without sin. He was conceived without the seed of a man. He was conceived of the spirit. Hallelujah. That is how come he was fit to do that work which he did on Calvary's cross for us. To pay for our redemption. To buy us back unto God. To purchase us with his own life's blood. And bring us back unto God. Hallelujah. 
So, I suggest to you that to believe in Jesus the Christ is to believe that He is the anointed one. Hallelujah. He is the anointed one of God. He is the Messiah of the prophets. The Savior sent of God. That He was in the world. That He, conf- he claimed to be. He was the word that He claimed to be. Hallelujah. Jesus was the word that He claimed to be. He was who he claimed to be. Everything he said about himself is what he is. And he continues to be. Hallelujah. And this is the foundation of our faith. This is the foundation of our faith. To believe in Jesus Christ, the anointed one, is the foundation of our faith. So we shall look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, and 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And then we look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. 1 John 5, 11. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Jesus paid for the full price of our redemption. Therefore, there is nothing more that we ourselves can do. There is nothing more that is required of us. All that Jesus and our God is requiring of us is to avail ourselves of that redemption which was planned from the foundations of the earth. Hallelujah. And it is available unto us, hallelujah, which we have purchased. And that is, we have bought into. And that is the reason why we are seated here as the redeemed of the Lord. Bible says that let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Job also said that I know that my Redeemer liveth. Hallelujah. We thank God for the redemptive work of Christ on the cross. The redemption of Christ must not be in vain. Hallelujah. So therefore we are to take it up and declare it to the world that Christ is the Redeemer. There is none other that can redeem us from our sins. Christ is the only accredited person. He is the anointed of God to come to the earth to save us from our sins. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for this great word that he has given unto us. Amen. Shall we be upstanding as we share a word of prayer? Shall we begin to thank God for the work that Christ did on the cross, which no man can do, no guru can do, no spirit can do, no angel can do. It is only Christ that can do it, and He is the only one who has done it. Shall we thank the Lord for that great work? Let's be grateful unto God. Let's adore the name of the Lord for the great work of redemption. Le totoria, 
Oh, we bless you tonight. We give you glory. Jesus, we lift you high up. There is no one like you. You are the one sent from the Lord. You are the, the Redeemer. You are the only true God. We worship you tonight for the word of the Lord. We exalt your name. You are extolled high. We honor you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless you. Thank you for the privilege of knowing him, for the privilege of understanding Jesus, and for the privilege of talking about him. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can ever come to you except through him. We bless you, Lord. We worship you, King Jesus. Your name is highly exalted. Your blood is pure, O God. Cleansing every sin and redeeming and restoring. We bless you forevermore. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please put your hands together in praise of God. Hallelujah. Take your seat for a moment. I'm so sorry um, for Mavis. And I didn't know how to do that. You know, I was told that two of our Sunday school teachers would come and share with us. And so I thought teacher was going to be in, ta- in, in charge and uh, be introducing you. That's why we were a bit, all of us were quiet and uh, I wouldn't say confused, but relaxed. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm, I can't thank God enough for your lives. You know, as Abna was speaking, I call her Abna, not for anybody else. You call her Mavis, good. I, I, I was so charged up in me. You see, when you can have two of our Sunday school teachers throwing light on who Jesus is and his work, it gives such a joy. There is no church without Jesus, and there can't be church without him. The man of God said, whom we preached. And when I was listening to the exposition on redemption and listening to the anointed one who came to pay the full price, we have every cause to rejoice and to thank God. You know, once in a while, when you are seated all by yourself, maybe you should pinch yourself and say, Lord, how come? Amongst all the millions of people, is it mil- billions? Because India alone is in China. Billions of people. You chose me. You gave me a heart to believe this, your son, the seed without blemish. And brethren, when you do that in secret, you would see the value of your salvation. When people are just doing all kinds of things and even trampling on this, our faith in the Son of God, but for you, it cannot be because you have been set up. 
part to believe. You should rejoice. The things we are hearing tonight are not things that intellectuals can take. It is too simple and foolish. But this is the redemptive work of cross uh, of Christ. And he chose you. He chose me. When we heard it, we were broken in heart. And we said, what must we do to be saved? And immediately we said, we'll give you our heart. And today, we are registered for eternal life. See, no man, that scripture, he says, no man can come to the Father except through Christ. No man, no woman, no president. I don't know who is the most popular person in this world. Probably the Secretary General of UN. I mean, no, United States of America because no matter where you are, you know there is a place called United States. The President of the United States, even that man, if he doesn't know Jesus, with all his presidential what? One day he will stand before this man. And God will not say that you were the president of the greatest nation on earth. Therefore, because you were president, come. It doesn't work like that. Faith in the Son of God who died on the cross and resurrected gives you eternal life. We have a reason to bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so I salute you tonight, Sunday school teachers, for bringing us refreshment in our faith concerning the anointed one, concerning his work that he did by redeeming us and restoring us forever. Uh, you know, brethren, let me pour this heart of mine to you. To serve God and not to make it to heaven is useless. Serve God with a mind that by all means you will make it to heaven. We get very excited. Are you a member of the church? Thank God for the church. Thank God for the organization. But the truth is, it's Him. It is Jesus. Hold on tight. Unflinching. That is Him. If you can think about it. In fact, the world is now trying to teach us how we should talk when it comes to God. They are very happy when you say God, God, God. If you don't even say God, you say Jesus, you are true. Hallelujah. Because He is God. Jehovah's Witness can talk nonsense. Don't mind them. Jesus is God. Amen. So let's hold on tight. Teacher, God bless you, your people. They have poured properly, properly to us. God bless your church. Put your hands together for all these our wonderful teachers who are teaching us, teaching us the word of God. Now you see, if you are not a member of the Sunday school,
and you have decided to be a habitual, disobedient candidate who is in between life and death, may the Lord redeem you. Come to church on time and be part of Sunday school. For this is what we are receiving. God richly bless you. Next time I will be a little alert and give you proper introduction. Amen. Teacher, do you have anything to say or it's my time? The rest is mine. The rest is mine? Okay, then I will collect money. We want to take our offering. We want to do it awesome to the Lord tonight. Thank you very much. Please, tomorrow is going to be a very fantastic time. I don't know why in this church some of us have a habit of uh, when there is such a good celebration, we don't come. It's not very good. I want to plead with you that tomorrow let's all come and really be a part of the, 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 yeah, the quiz that will be taking place. Hallelujah. So I, I want to employ all of us. I told my wife that you, your class cannot be last. Eh? Hallelujah. <laughs> all right. So take a good offering. Shall we be upstanding and we will receive our offering. Thank you. I'm just too excited tonight, you know. As I was listening to them, I was just too filled up. Um, the reason is because I'm like, oh God, the vision of my life is that everybody should know him and to project him. I think it's been done and I was very happy. Praise the Lord. So take a good offering as you come. There is a redeemer. Jesus God's own son, precious love of God, Messiah,
stop praying this kind of prayer. Don't. God, my Father, that I may know Him. Show me Jesus. Just, I just want to know Him. I want to love Him and I want to just serve Him. And I tell you, when the Son is revealed to you by the Father, it shall be well with you. We thank God that we are not misled into talking prophetic that doesn't go nowhere. But we are led to talk about Jesus. For in these last days has God appointed his son. In those days, many people came, prophets. But the end of all things is that the son has been appointed. Father, we are praying tonight. We are happy. That's why we are beside ourselves to talk about Jesus. Whom to know is life eternal. We give you praise. We give you glory. Oh, we wish that there was something else we could do to show our appreciations. But from the bottom of our hearts, we for designing our salvation through Jesus our Lord. And then above all, giving us the privilege to understand and to know who he is. Tonight we declare, you are Lord. You are God. We love you forevermore. Thank you for bringing us such understanding of the truth, the way, and the only life. We pray that, oh God, every member of this church, local assembly, and the branches will come to the full understanding of who you are. Lord, therefore, open the eyes of our understanding. Grant unto us the revelation of who you are, that we may know you and serve you the way we ought to. In the name of Jesus, let that which you have done in redeeming us, in cleansing us, in, in, in saving our consciences to the purification of you, become alive. In the name of Jesus. Thanking you for our Sunday schools. Lord, we commit each one of the classes into your hands. We pray that as the teachers break down the word of God, understanding will come. In the name of Jesus, we arrest all misunderstandings. And we ask that, oh God, the hearts of everyone be directed to the humility of Sunday school. In the name of Jesus. We pray that our Sunday schools will be lifted up, O oh God, and that men would desire to be there and learn of you, Lord Jesus. We pray that as we celebrate our Sunday school week this, this week, you will be present in all the things we do. And in your presence, understanding will come to each one of us. And that, O oh God, after this Sunday school celebration, we would have increased in the knowledge of you. In the name of Jesus, we pray that the word of God will not be stolen from anybody. 
Oh my Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we forbid Satan from stealing from every member and any member in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask that the word of God will have a free course and a full effect on our lives. That we will not be found in dead works, but will be found alive in you, walking in redemption, walking in the liberty, demonstrating your power and your faithfulness. In the name of Jesus, let the sick be healed by the word of God. Let the confused man have understanding. In the name of Jesus. And Lord my God, let your name be honored. That as men look at us, they will give you the glory. We praise you, Lord. Lord, I bring all the teachers before you. Anoint every teacher of the Sunday school. Give them special understanding. In this place, in the name of Jesus. Father, sometimes direct their tongues. Like you do. We utter something and we say to ourselves, "Ah, how did it happen? Lord, I pray that this gift will come upon all of them. That after that they would also take stock and consider what you said through them. And let it be part of them. In the mighty name of Jesus, let none of us, O God, who teach the word of God, handle it or mishandle it. Oh no, Lord. Deliver us all and let us stand for that which we teach. Let us demonstrate that which we preach. In the name of that man may know that indeed we are working with you. And you are working with us. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for the privilege of deciding to work in us. For it is you at work in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Therefore, all glory, all honor, all praise we give unto your holy name. We bless you tonight. Thank you, Father, for these offerings that we bring to your storehouse. Now, Lord, let your peace rest and abide with us. Go with us and communicate to our heart. The effectiveness of your word. And let your word have a free course in us. Unto everyone who will come our way. In Jesus name we have prayed and everyone said. Amen. 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 Alright. God bless you and have a good night.